Now in Habakkuk 2 verse 4, the scripture says there, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Hallelujah. The just shall live by his faith. And who is the just? Glory be to God. We've talked about the fact that when you three, see these three words, upright, just, righteous, is the same thing he's talking about. Hallelujah. He that is just is he that is upright. He that is upright is he that is righteous. Amen. And in Christ Jesus, we did, this, we did learn that we have a free gift of righteousness. When we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we were given a free gift of righteousness. Amen. Now, along with it is the fact that every single one of us has been dealt the measure of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought. He ought to think, but to think soberly. According as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God has dealt to each and every one of us the measure of faith. Hallelujah. He has given each and every one of us the measure of faith. Hallelujah. So we have faith. Amen. Say, I have faith. God has dealt me the measure of faith. Glory be to God. And faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is acting on the word of God and or doing those things that accompany or facilitate the manifestation of God's word both by word and action. So faith requires that I do certain things. Hallelujah. I was listening to a dear man of God and he said something that was so vital. He said, faith is that which we must do to commit God's integrity to perform. Hallelujah. And so there are, there's a role that we have to play to get, God to, to get God's word to work for us. It, it, is, it doesn't just work automatically. And there is this notion that God owes us something. You know, people think that when they come to God, God owes them something. No. God is here to help. God loves us and is here to help. He doesn't owe us anything. We owed him something. He went out of his way to pay for the debt we owed. <laughs> so God doesn't owe anybody anything. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so we, we need to stop acting like we're doing God a favor when we come to him. If people refuse to come to God, they will go to hell. But that's not God's will. 
And so God said, I can't keep allowing these people to go to hell. And so let me do something about it. And so he brought Jesus. Amen. And so he's done everything he needs to do and keeps doing to get us to the place where he can, where we are, where we are accepted before him. And that's what he did in Christ Jesus. And that we may remain in him until the end. Whatever that end is. Hallelujah. And so he says to us, the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. So we're not supposed to draw back. We're not supposed to believe God one day and the next day we, we, we stop believing. And some of what causes unbelief is the fact that we stop hearing that which causes us to continue to believe. We stop gathering with the saints. Nobody becomes strong just by himself. We need one another. Amen. God has given each of us something for the other. Glory be to God. And so he says we should not forsake the gathering of ourselves together as the matter of some. Why? Because we need each other. Amen. So faith is our share or our responsibility for the performance of God's word or that which God has promised. We must take full spiritual responsibility for our part. Otherwise, God is not obligated to do what we are expecting of him, which he, though he promised it in his word. If we don't do what, you know, what is required of us, God is not going to do his part because our part is vital to what God wants to do. Amen? If you, if you have an account with a bank, either you draw a check or you use uh, your, your, your card, your check card or whatever, you, you, it's, not, it's not voice command. Sorry. <laughs> so you can keep talking, shouting at the ATM machine, you know, kicking the ATM machine, shooting it if you like. It, nothing is going to come out. Hallelujah. You have to carry out the protocol required for it to take place. Amen. God has stated in his word what we need to do so that his word will work for us. If, if, if something is not working that God said works, then we need to check ourselves because God's integrity is secure. He is holy. Amen. For, for you not to be trustworthy, you cannot be called holy if you're not trustworthy. And so God's in, holiness is his integrity. So he's not going to fail us. His word is not designed to fail anyone. If God fails you, you'll be the first person he failed. Usually man fails God. Then God has to find a way say, okay, come on, honey. Let's do this another way. Maybe I can help you with this. And that's what's happening. It's not because we are so, you know, we're so, you know, some people think they're so good. God is the one that has a problem. And that's not true. I mean, you think too highly of yourself. You know, for you to be angry with God, it means that you think that you're more perfect. You know, some people here in America, or before COVID came, they don't want to hear about God. They don't want God in their schools. They don't want anything to do with God. Then people start dying. They say, how can God, such a loving God, allow people to die? You didn't put him in your business. Hallelujah. 
I remember Rahab Bonke told a story about a certain brother who Jesus came to his house. So he, he loved the Lord. And so he honored him and gave him a special room. I said, this is your room. So the master stayed in the room. And so the devil came, knocked, opened the door and fought with the brother. Nearly broke all his teeth. And the brother was able to get him out of the house and shut the door. Then the next morning he said, Jesus, you were here. How come you were here? And the devil just came and you did nothing. He said, well, you gave me your room. I said, I should stay there. So I was in the room where you gave me. So he said, okay, next time you're going to stay in the sitting room. The sitting room is yours, along with that room. So the devil came, opened the front door, saw Jesus, and went back. Then went through one of the glasses, broke the window and came in. You know, he doesn't keep the rules. And beat up the brother, you know. And when he was done with the brother, you know, and the next morning, you know, eventually the brother pushed him out through the window. And then, you know, then he, in the morning he said, Master, what happened? You were here. He said, well, you gave me just the bedroom and the living room, and he never came into any of those places. So he now handed the keys of the house to him. And when he gave him the keys to the house, when the devil came and knocked on the door and Jesus answered, he said, Sorry, he turned around and walked away. Then he went back through and when he searched, everywhere he went, Jesus was there. So that ended that. Praise the Lord. So if you don't give God charge over your life legally, legitimately, according to the divine protocol, you're not entitled to what you're talking about. There's no need to be breaking, you know, you know making a lot of noise, shouting all over the place and all of that which some people like to do, be sensationalized, make a lot of noise. Uh, you know, God did this, God didn't do that, and all of that. At the end of the day, when you try to come to find out what is really going on, you find out that they didn't do what they said that they were supposed to have done. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, it says, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Now, when some people read it, they read it like, if you're willing, you will eat the good of the land. Is that what he says? And sometimes, some people are even, but he says, no, no, what he says there is, if you be willing, one, condition one, is you're willing. Condition number two, or be the obedient. Then you shall eat the good of the land. That means you are doing what God says to do. Hallelujah. Now, you know, Kenneth Higgins said he, he had a problem with this scripture. You know, he was complaining to God that, look, he's serving him, doing all the things God said to do. And, and look, his children are not well fed. They're not well clothed. And he's driving one beat up vehicle at the time. So he said, you know, and then the Lord after a while said, look, son, if you, if you, if you line up with my word, I will do what I've said. You see, the problem with you is that you don't do what you say, what you preach. So what? Say, so yeah, you're preaching prosperity and all of that. You say you obey me, you, you have believed me for healing, but finances isn't working. He said, did you line up with the scripture you brought to me? He said, I know you are obedient, but you're not willing. Because he thought that righteousness was synonymous with poverty. You get what I'm saying? You know, you can have that in your head. That the rich are not going to heaven. Because how hardly shall they that have riches. 
going, get into the kingdom of God. So you can be a Christian and have this impression that if somebody's rich, he cannot serve God. And so you don't want to be rich. You feel that there is something you gain out of being in poverty. Or you know, some believers think that their sickness is some cross that God gave them to carry. When Jesus said, carry your cross and follow me, what did he didn't say, carry your sickness and follow me. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the reproach of the kingdom. How people look at you, they call you holy ruler and all of that. Those are the things he's talking about. He's not talking about you being sick. He paid for your sickness and disease. For you and I, sickness and disease, he paid a full price. The price of redemption. And so, God wants us to line up with his word so that he would do his part in it. When we don't do his word, he's not obligated to do anything. Because we, have not, we do not line up with what he says. Amen? Now, if you have electricity come into your home and then you refuse to switch on the light bulb where you're supposed to switch it on, you can back all you like at it, it's not going to work. Glory be to God. And even in verse 19 that we're reading, if you read verse 20, which is, it says, but if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now, some people will rebel. After rebelling, they say, why are they not eating the good of the land? Can I say something? We have a free gift of righteousness. That is true. But we don't have a license for lawlessness. Some people think a free gift of righteousness is a license for lawlessness. No. Now, there is an honest mistake. There are mistakes that people make, but it is different from a license to commit atrocity and still say you're righteous. God is reasonable. God is a good God. God is innately good. God is... God's goodness surpasses anything you can think of. So when God is doing something, goodness is at the back of it. Do you understand? God is good. God is love. Hallelujah. So whatever he's doing is good. So the just shall live by faith. How do you know when you're living by faith? Let's, 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 let's Hebrews chapter 11. We said faith is an act. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He that cometh to God must do what? Believe that he is. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Act, you know, faith is an act. If you believe, you will act like somebody who believes. Amen. If God says something, you know it came from God, and you believe God, you will do what God has said. If you're not consistently doing what God said to do by choice, then something is wrong with your belief. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's not those who sparingly seek him. Not those who, you know, sometimes you decide to do what God wants you to do. And that time you make excuses why you can't do it. You discipline yourself to continue with God. Hallelujah. You discipline yourself. Say, I believe God. So I'm going to do what God said to do. Hallelujah. The just shall live by faith. He shall live by his faith. 
And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As I continue to hear the word of God, my faith will grow. Everybody, anybody who exposes himself to God's word, we grow in faith. Anybody who refuses to, to, to expose himself to the word of God will not grow in faith. Hallelujah. You say, oh, pastor, you're speaking negatively. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you because the Bible says so. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not having heard. You hear and you keep hearing. You keep hearing. Hallelujah. You keep having more confidence in who God is and what he's capable of doing the more you hear about him. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The next thing we ought to know is that we ought to use our faith. God wants us to use our faith. Glory be to God. To mix our faith with what he's saying to us. God wants us to use our faith. Not just have it, but use it. Faith is a weapon. Faith is a tool. Faith can be deployed. I can choose to use my faith. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 22. It says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. As they sailed, he fell asleep. And they came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the region of the water and they, and they ceased and there was a calm. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And they being, af being, being afraid wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? They left what he was saying and started asking foolish questions. They left themselves, who he said, where is your faith? And started saying, what manner of man is this? And they being afraid, one they saying to one another, what manner of man is this? That he commanded even the winds and the water and they obey him. So they've taken their eyes off of God. They're not, and what he's saying to them, he said, where is your faith? You say, no, 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 not us. We're so little. What do we know? But you're the man. You're the man. What manner of guy is this? But that wasn't what Jesus was saying. He absolutely expected them to exercise dominion, to exercise their faith, but they didn't. Hallelujah. There's another story in the Bible in Mark chapter, chapter, um, chapter 9. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude, verse 14, about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question you with them? And one of the multitude answered, I said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. 
And I speak unto thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. Oftentimes it, has, it, had, it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things. The doctor has said, this situation is final. You're going to live with it the rest of your life. Remember, if that can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible. So it means I will not live like this the rest of my life. I can stand against it. Hallelujah. They give you a certain name. They say this is your condition. You, 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 you're not going to be, you were born that way. You're going to remain like that way the rest of your life. Say, no, I'm not. I'm not. You now begin to exercise your faith. If I can believe. Believe what? Believe that what God said is so. Hallelujah. Believe the word of the redemption. Because my redeemer has already paid the price. <laughs> 